I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You've discovered your link to gopowercat.com's Tannehill and Spiller Powercat podcast. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Tannehill and Spiller podcast. I am Travis Tannehill, got Monty Spiller on the line here. Monty, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, Trav. How are you? Oh, can't complain. Talking off air, just down a little pizza for lunch, getting ready for the second half of my day, trying to finish out the week strong. So that's uh, that's about it. How, uh, how's your week going? All good? Good, good. Yeah, I've um, been... Preparing for a uh, game coming up um, this week uh, against Jeff West. We got a big win. My, my high school team did last week um, against a really good, tough Sebastian team. But we came out with a 35-20 victory, so we're uh, happy about that and moving forward. Nice. Sounds good. How'd your boy play? Good? He did, actually. Um, got an interception, big interception. Uh, got a touchdown and several other uh, uh, receptions and uh, a bunch of tackles and some uh, PBUs as well. So he played really good he grew up you know uh, he's a sophomore and played quite a bit last year as a freshman but uh, I think he really matured this game because they had some uh, really good players and he stepped up and I was really proud of him so he did well awesome that's got to be a lot of fun I mean I know a lot of guys coach their li- kids little league ball and whatnot which is a lot of fun but you know it's still like 10 year olds so uh, you can't take it too seriously but high school football it's uh you know that's serious it's, it's uh you know trying trying to win no matter what so that's probably got a lot, a lot of fun to get out there and compete alongside your boy exactly exactly all right diving into uh kansas state versus texas tech where'd you watch it at were you at the house yeah i watched it at the house uh, i was watching film for our next opponent and watching the game so uh, double duty you know how that goes it's a little bit of pleasure a little bit of fun and then you know business as well but i was really happy with the outcome obviously i kind of chuckled watching the game uh, early in the game i remember last week we were talking on the on the podcast and, and uh, I, I towards the end i said you know one thing i think that give gives us an advantage we always have a big special teams play against texas tech no matter what year it could be the kicking game it can be return it can be punt punt block um we always have a big play and sure enough when we blocked the punt i kind of laughed and my, i chuckled you know internally and say hey there it is there's that big special teams play that we always get every year against tech so that made me feel pretty good about my football knowledge to a certain extent <laughs> yeah no exactly and that's uh shoot three weeks in a row three blocked kick or three blocked punts on the opening yeah, punt yeah. i mean yeah. I don't know. I, I I know the statistic for three blocked punts in a row. Uh, the, 
you know, three weeks in a row can't be can't be a long list. I can only imagine there's you know a handful of teams that have ever done that. A couple, you know, maybe two or three, and I, and now Kansas State's on that list. But the opening punt, I mean, I, I got to imagine no one's ever done that opening no. punt three weeks in a row. Uh, you know, just the the odds of that happening are, are very slim. So hats off to, to to Stan Weber there. I know he uh, he takes a lot of a lot of pride in that special teams. I think he's a uh, I don't know what technically his title is, but I think he's handling a lot of the special teams, and right. uh, he gets super excited and uh, and ready to go for for the special teams unit. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, overall, I thought it was a exciting game. I actually I, I was planning on watching it at my house. Um, I got a call about seven in the morning on Saturday. I, you know, the pregame work I do uh, for K State. The they had Reggie Walker, um, the original Reggie Walker from whatever 15 years ago. Right. Uh, was supposed to be helping out doing some pregame stuff. He had to call in sick early Saturday morning. Um, so I got a phone call early Saturday morning and said, hey, we need you on air in about five hours. Can you be here? So uh, that answer was yes. You know, send me the script as quickly as possible so I can, uh, you know, p- pull some stats out and, and, and pull some highlights out and, and make sure uh, we, we could put, put out a pretty good show. So it actually turned out pretty well. So I was We're happy good. with that. So with that being said, I got to watch the game, you know, at, at a at the stadium, which uh, which is still still a little weird, still a little, uh, I don't know, just awkward. You know, there's fans, but there's not very many. And you're not allowed to, like, high five with your neighbors and everyone's got right. masks on. But, hey, still, it's a thousand times better than than uh, than no fans. So, um, real quick, we'll just touch on a couple guys here and then we'll kind of transition over to over to TCU. But the limited action Skyler got, um, obviously getting knocked out. Uh, it sounds like we know a little bit. We know it's there's nothing broken. So, yep. so that means, you know, we're not a 12-week recovery from a – from a surgery or anything on Skyler's shoulder. Um, nothing broken, but serious enough where he obviously was in a sling the rest of the game. What did you think of Skyler's play while he was in there? Kind of thoughts on the injury and, and thoughts moving forward on how you kind of think he'll, he'll do moving forward with uh, with a banged-up shoulder. You know, I think, um, honestly, I was happy with this play, especially coming off a big win like they did. You know, a lot of times when you come off a big win uh, in the following week, is somewhat of a letdown. I think it showed, his maturity showed uh, not allowing that, that win to kind of overshadow uh, moving on to a quality team with Texas Tech that, uh, that he, uh, the week before probably should have won that game against Texas. But um, he showed a lot of maturity. I think uh, moving forward, it's a learning experience for him. I mean, like you and I both and, and all Wildcat land, we hope that it doesn't limit him this weekend coming up. We'll find out sooner than later if he's going to play or not. But I think he did a good job of kind of maintaining the offense as much as possible. You know, a different style of defense they normally face, but I think he did a good job. You know, so I was happy with it. And, and the most important thing, we got the win. You know what I mean? And, and thank goodness there's not anything significant where it's going to require surgery or him being out a significant amount of time to our knowledge right now moving forward. But I was happy with his play. I was definitely happy with his play. Yeah, no, so was I. And I actually uh, – I'd kind of forgotten about – do you remember that? It was, on, it was a goal line pass to, to Bradley Moore over the middle. And I just saw – it just popped across my Twitter the other day. Someone – I don't remember who retweeted it and just retweeted that clip. Right. And I was like, man, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Like, that was yep. an exceptional throw. I mean, he fit yes, that – a tight a window as you can imagine yeah. and an exceptional an exceptional reception by Bradley Moore as well so both those guys uh playing off the charge obviously Skyler getting knocked out uh w- Will Howard 7 yeah. for 12 
173 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Obviously, we lowered that bar a little bit with uh, being a true freshman. Uh, You know, my expectations of what Skyler can do versus what Will can and should do are are definitely different, rightfully so. That's probably uh, the only fair way to to say that. But overall, what did you think of Will's play? Uh, And just, you know, if Skyler is out for this TCU game, which I don't – and make sure the listeners understand, I I got no – idea i've got no intel um i don't think skyler's gonna play the way the schedules line up i think we got tcu and then i believe we have a bye week and then ku i think it's that or maybe it's ku then bye week something like that so we could we could really get him three to four weeks of rest here by right. missing one game um, right. not not that we're not gonna have to show up for, for ku but we should i think the way we've played uh i think we can win that game with will howard so What's uh what's your thoughts on Will Howard moving forward and uh, assuming Skyler doesn't play this week against Texas Tech, uh, what do you foresee him showing up here on, on this uh, this Saturday? Yeah, well, first of all, let me tell you, you know, not as a football guy, but just just as a as a bystander, if I were to be one, he, he definitely passed the eye test. The guy, he's a good looking kid, you know, a true freshman. He has a good size. He appears to have a good arm. Um, arm strength as well, the few throws that he did have. But if the coaching staff felt comfortable enough to put him in um, as a true freshman in a game situation that, you know, it could have went either way, it was a close game, um, and it's one of the things they chose to go with him rather than another quarterback, speaks volumes about what they've seen from him, uh, apparently in practice and in, in pressure situations, I'm guessing in scrimmages as well. But the kid seems like he has confidence. You know, when he didn't make his play, he didn't get rattled. He didn't show emotion to the point where he was high and low. He seemed to be even killed. And I think give him a week to prepare for a team, because I guarantee he didn't expect to go into the game against Tech. I know they say prepare like, you know, you want to play away. And a lot of guys do. But you can only prepare so much mentally, knowing that you're a backup um, to, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? But I think this week he probably has – uh, taking, if not all the reps, a majority of the reps with the one, the first team, I think he'll be prepared, you know, and going to, to an away game, um, he's not in front of friends and family per se, a lot less pressure on him. And I think, you know, TCU is a good team, obviously, that it came off a big win. But my thing is, you know, it's not a game that people say, hey, you got you got to win the game for us. He has a lot, a lot of pieces around him that he can, you know, support him. And I think if all else fails, go to Deuce, you know, and obviously he did. So that's one of those things where I think he'd be comfortable and he has the support of the team, the coaches. And uh, it should be interesting to see what happens if he does indeed play or start for that matter. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with, with everything you just said. You know, thankfully, I felt like that coaching staff didn't quite, you know, open the playbook very much with him. But they really – you know they didn't really have to. I mean they kind of they had to lead the whole entire game, and then you know they got down there late, and he he made a play, and, and they open you know they opened it up as much as they had to. You're trying to protect the kid a little bit, and um, yeah, I, I actually I got a little bit of a relationship with uh, w- with his dad, and I just shot his dad an email on Monday and just said, hey, um, you know, was super impressed with how Will played, uh, you know, the compose, and I wasn't necessarily talking about winning or his phys- you know his throws more just how he handled himself as a young freshman kid uh orchestrated the offense and, and looked like he, he he knew what he was doing and and belonged out there so um i'm sure uh you know his whole family and friends are all excited uh that you know one yeah you, you hate to get in over an injury but at the end of the day this is football and you got to be ready and i just want to make sure 
you know the listeners understand when you're a backup quarterback uh, and, and every school does it slightly different so I never played for coach Kleiman so I don't know exactly how they do it but when when, when we went through with Bill Snyder the starting quarterback got about eight reps and then the backup the number twos got about four reps so yeah. and so really the starters were getting twice as many reps as as the twos and and he, you know you see it in the NFL happen and from what I understand at the NFL level the starters get all the reps, and the number twos they don't get reps. So no. like, it's it's you know 100% going to the starters. The number twos get zero, and you better be ready if your number's called, which is really really hard to do. So props to Will, obviously getting uh, limited reps in practice and, and in the past. You know, like this week, he's probably getting uh, quite a bit more to make sure uh, he's getting that full playbook ready to go uh, for Texas Tech. So, or excuse me, for TCU. But um, other than that, anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, on the, uh, uh, on the Texas Tech game, well, defensive wise, what, what, yeah, hit on hit on defense a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, one one individual player, you know, a lot of guys stood out, but um, T.J. Smith, the kid, um, I want to say from Georgia, um, number seven, and um, hadn't heard a lot from him prior to the game, but that kid, he was making some plays, and and uh, you know, I saw on social media people were comparing him to Mario Smith about some of his hits, and I played with Mario, so I'm not gonna put him on that level yet. But um, the kid made some pretty significant plays, and and when he got to you know to the point of contact, he got there with bad intentions, and I was like, okay, I like this kid, man, and he was fun to watch. So he's a kid that uh, I would definitely encourage people, you know, in future games moving forward to keep an eye on him and see how he pans out and see how he matures and develops because I was really impressed with his play and, and his and his nose for the ball, and he was not afraid to pull the trigger and, and go unload on some guys. So that was fun to watch. Yeah, and really that that defense has continued to impress me. Um, you know, after coming off Arkansas State, I was like, not on suicide watch, but I was super depressed. <laughs> I was like, our defense is horrible. I was like, we're, like, there's no way Kansas State can win a single Big 12 game. I was like, if our defense plays like that. And it's one thing to see a defense from week one to week 12 improve, but it was like, or, or week 10 or however many we get in this year. Um, but this, this team – you know, from week one to week two, got twice as good. From week two to week three, got another 20% good. So it's, uh, you know, this defense has been amazing to watch for how quickly they've been able to improve. And one, you know, that I know that first week they had quite a few guys out um, out due to COVID. They're getting guys healthy. Uh, so, so, you know, that helps, throwing in healthy, able bodies. But, I mean, I'm just going to kind of read down the list here of, I don't know, I'm, I'm you know, everyone who made a tackle last week, and I'm going to read the guys off that I would consider, um, I don't know, not not first-team all-conference, but honorable mention all-conference, you know, in the top two, three, four of their position in the conference. I mean, Elijah Sullivan's a stud. Jerron McPherson's been a heck of a stud yeah. the, last, uh, the last couple games. I mean, Justin Hughes knows what he's doing. Khalid Duke's been an amazing freshman. A.J. Parker's solid. Um, you know, he hasn't maybe shown up as much, but I know he's out there doing doing the right thing. We just mentioned T.J. Smith. He's out there hitting some guys. And yep. then, you know, obviously, you know, the Wyatt, Hu- Wyatt Hubert. So, I mean, that was what, five, six, you know, half our defense is uh, – is you know guys that would start on any other team I think that's a or you know be a top two or three in the conference so I think that that goes to show a lot about how good this defense has become the depth they have and and really just you know just getting better and improving which is what coach Kleiman uh, preaches every single day so I'm excited to see where this defense continues to go the rest of the year and I like that they're hitting a little bit which is uh, I feel like that happened um 
in that OU game, that second half of the OU game, they kind of flipped a switch, and it's like, oh, we're, we're let's play a little looser, and you know we might miss a tackle here, blow a coverage there, but we're at least going to hit people. They're going to know when they come over the middle. So uh, just be careful. We don't need guys ejected. So we're uh, it, which you know realistically is probably going to come because we were not saying Kansas State was head hunting, but they were they, they were playing aggressive enough where helmets are going to collide whether it's on purpose I don't think it's on purpose but just just the, the nature of it so if you're a, if you're a physical safety coming down eventually you're going to slip up and you're going to uh you're going to you know have a helmet to helmet contact and get ejected so hopefully we can avoid those or at least uh, not have them at any uh, untimely ways right right no definitely I agree and I'm excited moving forward you know the good thing about it is it doesn't sound as crazy as it sounds, we're on a winning streak, you know. He has two games, and it's conference games, which makes a big difference. We're already feeding the conference, and we're on a winning streak. And then when you go into a game like TCU, let's transition over to that a little bit, on the road, you know, if you were to ask most people by now uh, prior to the, the first game, they figured we would have probably had the same record that we have, but the one <laughs> loss would have been to Oklahoma, not Arkansas State. But with that being said, we have a legitimate chance to make some moves in conference-wise and to, to kind of distance ourselves because right now I think it's us, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. You know, and uh, I think we have an opportunity to distance ourselves. And we, for, for whatever reason, we play well down in Fort Worth, you know. And it's a battle of the purples, as people say. But um, with TCU, they don't pose as big of a passing threat more so than they do a running threat because their quarterback, Duggan, he's not a bad passer, don't get me wrong, but he's quick to pull the ball down and run. And I think that actually plays in our favor because our linebackers can run with any quarterback in our conference um, and, 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 and make plays. So that allows our defensive backs also to not be as worried about, you know, playing man coverage or empty for that matter, I mean, or zero for that matter. But I think that puts us in a situation defensive-wise where we have slight advantage against them because, yeah, he can run the ball, but our backers uh, are able to run with them, and we don't have to worry about bringing in a defensive back to run with him or take away from the run game uh, and, and do an okay job against the pass game as well. So I think from that aspect, we have the advantage. On the flip side, they have a defense they can run too. You know, anytime you hear Gary Patterson's name, you have to associate quality defense with him because that's what he's built – TCU off of. He normally has athletes on the defense side of the ball that can run with anybody. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. And then you got a lot of the kids on the roster from K-State that are Texas kids that you know when you go home, you want to show out in front of friends and family and do your best. So I'll be interested to see how that goes for us come Saturday. Yeah, no, you uh... – all good points you hit on, and yeah, yeah, Max Dugan. I mean, like, like you mentioned, he's not going to throw the ball all over the place for 400 yards per game, but man, is he efficient, hitting 74 percent of his passes yeah. uh, so far this year. And then uh, against Texas, you know, ran for 90 yards against Texas. So yeah, he, he's got the legs, he's got the athleticism. The Power Cat Podcast will be right back. 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. We now send it back to the PowerCat podcast. Obviously, TCU wasn't in wasn't in the conference when you were playing. But did you 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 never crossed paths with TCU for any odd reason? Did you? No, we ne- we never did. Um, I had a couple of buddies that I played with in high school and against in high school that went to TCU for either football or track. But as far as me being a player, uh, we never played TCU. That was prior to um, them joining the Big Twelve. So no, I never had opportunity to play them. Man, yeah, I, I just. I loved that stadium. I loved playing in that stadium. I love, uh, obviously, Dow- you know, Dallas-Fort Worth area is a, a great area. So, if you're a fan and you haven't made it down to, to TCU to watch a game, obviously, uh, this year probably a little late, and this year probably not the most fun uh, time to go travel uh, with uh, 20% full stadiums. So, uh, put it on the list for, for, for next year or two, you know, two years, four years down the road. Uh, get down to TCU because that's a beautiful stadium. I, I feel like K-State's kind of modeled their renovations after yeah. – TCU. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. There's a bunch of limestone, a bunch of suites. So, you know, it's a smaller stadium. I think it only holds maybe forty or 45,000. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful campus, beautiful stadium, uh, beautiful place to go down and visit and watch a watch competitive football game. But, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I don't know. This one's hard for me. This one's going to be hard to see what uh, – I'm just going to look up the line here real quick because I, uh, I don't know it. But, I mean, if Skylar plays, I, I, I think – you know, it's coin flip. Yeah. If if Will has to play, I think you know maybe we're a we're a little, a little bit of, a little bit of an underdog. So I, I think agree. it's still it's still going to come to uh, come to whether Skyler's healthy or not. But I don't know. I mean, 
the way Will played, I mean, he he can win. You know, he, he's good enough, and you know, he kind of had the had had handcuffs on a little bit from the play calling. So, you know, this coach, this coaching staff obviously can't protect him for four quarters. So, it'll be a. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how quickly, how much, or how they protect him, how they open things up for him. And I think you're going to see a ton of Deuce Vaughn. You're going to see a ton of Harry Trotter. Um, You know, I think the running game is going to be very, very important if Kansas State, with the back, with uh, Will Howard up there at quarterback, has to has to play the majority of the snaps. So I think uh, you know K State's going to have to dominate the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball if they want a chance to win. Where is this line? Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to find this. Uh, yeah. TCU by nine. There we go. There we go. Wow. I, by I nine, Googled, huh? Yeah, wow. by nine. So, I, I Google searched it, and it was like the 18th little link to pop up. Uh, yeah, TCU by nine, which I don't know. I think I, – I, I'm assuming that, that that's probably – most people are probably assuming Skyler's not playing. So, it's, exactly. so that's why it's minus nine. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and if Skyler was in there, that'd probably be nine, minus three, and yeah. you know home field advantage going to going to TCU, which gives them the three point favorite. So, right. uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good, a good ball game. I think Will's probably better than most people think. Uh, yep. You know, most people think, oh, backup quarterback, never heard of him. Uh, he's probably you know garbage. But it's like, no, this is Kansas State's future, you know, leader, future quarterback. Uh, he, he he's just young, so he's got all the physical talent in the world. They just got a coach coach Klein there and. Uh, Coach Kleiman, you guys got to find a way to get him coached up, get him ready, and get him ready to play. But uh, anything else on TCU? No, man. You know, it's one of those things, and, and I'll let you uh, end with this. You know, it's one of those things, and it's, it's almost comical. Um, even when K-State has a, what some people consider a down year, um, below 500 or above 500, whatever it may be, you know, you think the national media or people outside of the Big 12 – was finally realized, okay, there's a pride about K-State that no matter who they have at quarterback, no matter how many three stars they have uh, compared to your four and five stars, they find a way. And, and, and you think people will finally say, you know what, we probably should stop doubting this program, the culture, the community, the university the history of, of the of the um, football and sports in general, athletic, case of athletics, as much as they do, because what they have is number nine preseason, eight, number eight, finishing, finish eight out yeah, of the Yeah, it probably dep- depends on the what what uh, where it came from. But, yeah, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, but, uh, we, but we weren't in the top five by any means. And, no. and it's one of those things where we had a, star, a starting quarterback that returned that was pretty darn good. Uh, some yeah. good backs. You know, O-line had to be replaced. I get that part of it. Some players on defense, special teams, that's good year in and year out. But it's one of those things where I just feel like, which is players in our favor, the lack of respect, I'm okay with that. And, and I hope our players are listening and, and, and understand as well. And I know Coach gets them ready. And they play for each other. They don't play for anybody else. They play for each other and family members, of, of course. But I think it's to the point where they have something to prove once again. Nobody gave them a chance against Oklahoma. Uh, people doubted them against Tech because Tech should have beat Texas in, in overtime. And then this week, I think because TCU did beat Texas, and they're playing at home, they're a nine-point favorite, like you said. And I, But I just believe that our kids want it more than other programs at this point in the Big 12. And, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see us come out and just take it to them. Yep. No, I uh, I feel pretty good about this one. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if uh, 
Well, whether K-State comes out and wins or not, I, you know, obviously we have no idea. But yeah. I think K-State competes. I think K-State finds a way to have it be uh, have it be close at the end yeah. of the ball game. Obviously, Kansas State, you know, our, our, our turnover margin right now is I think we're top three in the country at the moment. So, uh, you know, turnovers can always help you. Uh, running the ball, which, which I have been critical of. The, the two – I've been super critical of the offensive line so far, which I need to give them credit last week uh, against Texas Tech. They played much better. So it uh, looks like the offensive line is improving, getting things on the, on the right track. And then I'd also had a little criticism for Wyatt Hubert, um, you know, just not showing up. I, I mean, I know he's getting double teamed, but it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're going to be an all-conference player or a borderline all-American player, you get double teamed, you still got to, you know, get, get your tackles. And he was showing up with zero tackles, zero sacks, and – and so, but last week he uh, he showed up, did, did a lot of good things last week. Which uh, last thing we'll touch on, and then we'll wrap this up. Coach Kleiman's new contract. What are your thoughts on that? I love it, love it, because you and I both know in collegiate athletics, man, whoever's hot, and you get some schools that got deep pockets, they can come out and get basically who they want. And you know, some people say you know it's not all about money. And my thing, Coach Kleiman would be that guy, but I don't even want him in. Even in talk, I, you know, lock him up, <laughs> keep him. And I think he wants I, – I truly believe he wants to be here. I think he loves Manhattan. I think he loves the culture that he's building and that Coach Snyder has built. And I think he wants to be here, obviously, for a long time with signing that contract. So I'm glad that they got him locked up. The kids are bought in. I think his assistant coaches enjoy coaching with him and coaching for him. So I'm all for it, and I'm glad they did it sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I, the only thing that gives me a little hesitation is just the whole timing thing. You know, with all the COVID, and yeah. you know, and yeah. you know, revenues way down. I, I, just the obviously the athletic department and Kansas State University. You know, they're two separate bank accounts. They're two separate entities. So right. you know, there's there's no money going from the academic side to the athletic side. So. Um, and but just a perception of oh my goodness Kansas State just furloughed and laid off however many professors but hey we, we found a bunch of money to give to our coach that's my only negative right. it, it was just the timing you know could this have been done uh, you know maybe next off season when, when this is all uh, kind of out of our memory and right. it's looking like we're going to have a full 2021 season but um, I get that I'm not, yeah, I'm not the AD so I'm not the yeah. one that signs the, I'm not the one that signs the checks it's their money so they get to do whatever they want with it so uh, uh, but, no, I'm with you. I love that we locked him up for the next six years. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm the only one who's kind of complained about the perception and the timing. So, apparently, people don't care. Uh, well, I appreciate but, the transparency. You know, it's one of those things yeah. where I think if they would have waited for whatever reason, maybe for reasons um, people complain about it with the COVID and everything else, I get that. But I do appreciate the transparency of the athletic department. And they probably understood that they were going to get some backlash because of it. But, like you said, it's a business, you know. And it's one of those things where um, some, you're not going to make everybody happy. There's no, nah. nothing you can do. You're not going to make everybody happy. And they made that decision, and uh, we don't have a choice in the matter, and we have to roll with it. <laughs> yep. Well, and actually said they, they they almost had it inked in, uh, I think, in February is what is what they said. But, you know, right at February, March is kind of when all the COVID uh, craziness started. So it's actually – it was almost ready to be done in February, and they put it on the back burner uh, till, till now or got some things, you know, made, made sure we were going to play this season probably. I'm sure if they if they weren't playing and weren't getting any TV money, uh, th- things would look a lot a lot different. So right. awesome, man. Excited right. to uh, excited to watch this ball game. Should be a – should be a – 
I think it's going to be a good game. So at the end of the there day, you know, I, I just like watching good football. I like watching uh, Kansas State TCU, both usually fundamentally sound, disciplined. Uh, usually it's good football. It's not like watching two, uh, two sloppy teams. Or, you know, sometimes two really good football teams are just sloppy and hard to watch sometimes. So yeah. uh, should be clean. I, I have a ton of respect for Gary Patterson and what he's done, been able to do down there, uh, especially with that defense. So um, enjoy the ball game. Go Cats. All right, go Cats. Sounds good, man. Best of luck this weekend for you and the uh, you and the Rock Creek team, man. Appreciate it, brother. All right, see you, buddy. Have a good one. Yep. Powercat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.